Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Hello, everyone. Welcome to News Fighters for today. It's Sunday, March 19th, 2019. I'm Dylan Bain. I'm here with your special Express Edition Election Night Roundup. And to quote the Labour Party this morning... Let's start right out. Hey, what happened? Yes, and it certainly seems as if... The Labour Party looks as if it may have lost the unlosable election. I mean, has Bill Shorten just lost the unlosable election? Have you lost the unlosable election? Okay, but before we get on to election night itself, let's have a quick glance outside of the bubble at what the electorate was feeling in the lead-up to maybe make more sense of the result. First of all, Studio 10's Kerry-Ann Kennelly had some interesting insights. If Bill Shorten gets in, it is the end of life as we know it. One thing I'm seriously outraged about, the money, the millions and millions they will spend on a gender commission. And that child will go, I want to be either a boy or a girl. Mm. Please give me uh, whatever I need. And you, as a parent, will have no choice. That's the gender commission. But it wasn't just her. Listening to the Alan Jones radio show also offered some amazing insight into what the electorate's been feeling in the lead-up to this election. And I believe, Mr Shorten, you are committing treason against Australia. Just just this uncapped uh, migrant parents scheme and the transgender theory, everything, all the radical uh, social policies they want to introduce. The Labor Party get in, they potentially will uh, affect significantly their uh, inheritances. However, there was one caller to Alan Jones's radio show who I totally agreed with. The majority of, of people who are very politically not savvy, they're so gullible and believe uh, all the rubbish. Now, it's not just disinformation that possibly affected the election result. I think a lot of the electorate is just confused and disengaged. Check out this woman that ABC News 24 interviewed on election day morning in Queensland. Can I ask what the key issues are you here to today? Um, oh, sorry, I'm, oh, um, I'm just walking up actually. Um, the hospitals and that, I, I think, should be the one. And pensioners haven't been said too much about either. I don't think it's fair. Is it going to change the way you vote today or you always vote the same way? No, I'll change indifferently this year. And can I ask which way you are going to vote this year? You don't have to say. 
Well, I'll just say it anyway. Liberal. And what, what is it about the coalition that you like? Well, I think also they'll do better for the people. And um, I think that to do with the hospitals, that's the main thing for me is the hospitals. The hospitals. And the cancer patients that they said they're going to help a lot more. So that was Bill Shorten doing the cancer patients? Yes, it was Shorten, but um, I, th- I think he's got better interest in the people. He's not a funny person, I will admit. You know, he's not funny, but he's So Bill Shorten be... being the Labour? Yeah, okay. I think that he'll be fine. OK, so thank you very much for thank that. I appreciate you. it. Thank so obviously um, a lot of people still making up their minds and perhaps a bit of confusion. Meanwhile, over at Channel 10, their election night coverage started at 3pm. They had so much airtime to fill, they literally just walked into a country pub and asked someone to tell them a story. This is John Tractor Ferguson. How are you? Going well, mate. Going well. Kick us off. Why do they call you Tractor? Well, it's a long story, but I can tell you if you want me to. We've got time. Channel 10 also managed to accurately capture the mood of the night with their ad break music, which included a classic rock song about drowning. I can feel it <laughs> he chose the music playlist. Really enjoying the playlist <laughs> <Neat>. tonight. <laughs> Meanwhile, over at Channel 9, their set reflected the mood of many ALP supporters that night by breaking down. The Labor Party for many years now, the governor of Western Australia. But just the set's falling apart. Anyways, back to what happened for Labor. Turns out the polls were wrong. And at the moment, the projected figures just do not look like the opinion polls are published. In fact, they're like the reverse of the opinion polls. Well, I think we can all agree that the, the polls are not reflected in what we've seen so far. This is a shambles when it comes to um, the opinion polling. Arthur, if news poll is so ropey, is it, is it time you guys stop sacking your leaders based on it? <laughs> and when the ABC's Anthony Green called the result... We think the Morrison government has been re-elected. It caught both sides of politics off guard. This was not the night any of us were anticipating. I have to say, until it happened, I didn't think it would happen. One factor for Labor's shocking results, according to Graham Richardson, was the franking credits policy. 65-plus voters, they've just left the ALP. And also, according to Christina Keneally, it was the Liberals' successful relabeling of it as a retiree's tax. Different candidates were telling me that they were worried that the retiree tax campaign was biting, that pensioners wrongly believed they were going to be affected. Shadow Treasurer Chris Bowen blamed a non-existent death tax. I probably got more feedback about the so-called death tax than about any of our real policies. Another factor was Labor's ambitious climate change policy, which Alan Jones goaded Chris Bowen over. Alan, one of the differences between you and I is I believe in climate change. I believe it's caused by human activity. I I believe in the scoreboard. I respect respect (laughs) the fact that you don't. (laughs) The completely unelectable Clive Palmer, of course, thanked himself for Labor not getting elected. short ads across Australia, I think we've been very successful in su- suppressing the Labor vote. And of course, Nationals MP Barnaby Joyce couldn't help but shout his theories on why Labor lost. Because the Labor Party have left Barcalden behind, left the tree of knowledge behind, wandered down, got themselves a caftan and some incense sticks, um, <laughs> hanging around the centre of Sydney. Well, fellas, I don't think you're going to win the election because of that. So wake up and take a reality pill. Take away our franking credits get rid of negative gearing, double, uh, double, what is it, capital gains tax, make us drive an electric car. Yeah, sure, I want to vote for them. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a great idea, like cutting off my left foot. Julie Bishop had her superstitions. Every time the Sydney Swans play on an election night and win, mm-hmm. the coalition wins. But of course, the most perfect explanation for Labor's loss came from Bill Shorten. We didn't get enough votes. 
The shock result certainly made the Liberal and Labor parties' celebrations slightly different to what people were anticipating. Look, this isn't the party people turned up for, that's for sure, Lee. I'm reminded of the Bob Dylan lyric, something's happening but you don't know what it is. Yeah, not quite the Bob Dylan lyric that Labor and Green supporters would have picked, though. Everybody must get stoned. Meanwhile, after a long night on the ABC coverage, Penny Wong was ready for something else. Hopefully I can have a gin and tonic fairly soon. <laughs> I reckon we could, can someone please hook that up for Penny out the back? OK, and the first major concession speech of the night was from former Liberal Prime Minister Tony Abbott. In his speech, he said he wasn't a quitter. That if I had to lose, so be it. I'd rather be a loser than a quitter. So here's Tony Abbott's speech in summary for any 90s kids out there. Now, with Tony Abbott gone and the coalition on a path to victory, former Foreign Minister Julie Bishop decided it was time to start dropping some truth bombs. Was Tony Abbott pulling the strings on Peter Dutton to remove Malcolm Turnbull as the Prime Minister? Yes, without doubt. He's uh, a climate change denier personified and clearly out of step with his electorate. The Liberal Party will have to reassess its position on climate change. Well, Julie Bishop's outburst reminded me of another Bob Dylan lyric. When you got nothing, you got nothing to lose. Anyways, onto Scott Morrison's victory speech, and he certainly leaned into his new catchphrase. How good is Australia? And how good are Australians? How good's Queensland? <laughs> I can't believe he forgot to say how good is Labor complacency. Anyways, then ScoMo went on to thank his staff, and uh, his language got a little bit blue. Can I thank the cunt, John Kunkel? Now, I know it's a term of affection in Australia, ScoMo, but please, your kids are on stage with you. Anyways, he went on to thank his voters, the everyday Australians. It has been those Australians who have worked hard every day. Yeah, me and a lot of people I know used to work hard every day too, at the ABC. But anyways, how good's Australia, right? These are the quiet Australians who have won a great victory tonight. Hmm, very interesting there to see Scott Morrison paraphrasing one of the most honest and trustworthy of the US presidents, Richard Nixon. The great silent majority. I mean, him and Nixon really have a lot in common, you know, both having corruption scandals called Watergate happen to them. Anyways, in summing up his victory, Scott Morrison said this. I have always believed in miracles. Yeah! Yes, and the miracle term wound up being bandied about quite a lot on the front pages of the Sunday papers. ScoMo's miracle is the front page of the Herald Sun. Now, what's really interesting about this is the Herald Sun front page was announced on Channel 9 almost a whole hour before he even said the miracle line on stage. Quite a coincidence the way those Murdoch papers just happened to know what Scott Morrison's speeches are going to say. It's just, what a coincidence. Anyways, at the end of the night, it all came down to Scott Morrison's mother, who perfectly encapsulated what the Australian people were feeling. I'm lost for words, Ben. I, I really am. I don't know whether to laugh or cry or, or what, but I think it'll hit me <laughs> tomorrow or sometime. Hmm, didn't realise she was a Labor voter. Anyways, after his victory speech, Scott Morrison stepped off stage and gave an exclusive interview to Channel 9's Ben Fordham, where he outlined his immediate policy priorities for the nation. What happens tomorrow? Well, uh, church is in the morning, as usual, and then Sharkies are playing tomorrow afternoon. Okay, everyone, that's News Fighters for today. Thanks for listening and thanks for being with us during the election campaign. If you're a new listener, go back and listen to some of our great episodes. We cover the debates, we cover the budget, we've been there through the whole stinking thing. In the meantime, subscribe on your favourite podcasting app, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Twitter at Newsfighters Pod. To keep in touch with updates, also check out our website at www.newsfighters.com. I'm Dylan Bain. Keep fighting.
bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.